The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you feel that you're losing the battle with looking and feeling your best? Stop! Welcome to Body Balance Talk with your host, Lucy Hewitt, and her guest experts. Your body has an outstanding ability to heal itself and stay healthy. It's up to you to get the process started. Now, here is Lucy Hewitt. Hello and welcome to our first episode of Body Balance Talk. I'm Lucy Hewitt, nutritional therapist and host of today's show. And I'm Madeline. I'm so excited to be here today. And I'm Jeannie Schmidt, PharmD. And also, I am so happy to be with you today. Thank you so much for joining us. Did you know that Americans consume about 156 pounds of sugar every year? That translates to about 32 teaspoons a day. One in two American adults and one in four kids are pre-diabetic or diabetic. And what's shocking is that 37% of kids at normal weight, now I said normal weight, not overweight, but 37% of kids at normal weight have one or more cardiovascular risk factors such as high blood pressure, high blood sugar, or high cholesterol. Excess sugar and carb consumption not only leads to diabetes, but it contributes to or causes acid reflux, skin problems. It upsets the bacterial balance in the gut, which can lead to depression and contributes to irritable bowel syndrome, hot flashes, and autoimmune disease. It's time to take back our health. We are in the midst of healthcare reform, but you won't want to rely on other people to get you healthy. The most important thing that you can do for your health is to take charge, change your diet, and change your lifestyle. I was trained in pharmacy, the use of medications for treating disease, and I've completely changed my approach to health to recognize that there is no such thing as disease. Disease is not something that just simply appears out of nowhere to unlucky people. Instead, disease is our physiology gone wrong. What we've learned is that when you support your physiology, meaning the way that your body was meant to work, you can achieve a healthy state. Going against that physiology makes us vulnerable to what we call disease. In our show, we'll help you understand how your body works, but also give you easy, doable, practical ways to assist your body in your quest for health. The great news is that food has the power to heal. We challenge you to change your thinking about food and let go of the idea that food is simply calories. Start to see food as information. 
Lucy, the host of our show, has a degree as a nutritional therapist. She works with our clients who want to make these diet and lifestyle changes. And Lucy will bring lots and lots of practical advice and tips to the show. She's an expert in helping people navigate the ins and outs of good nutrition. And Madeline works as a Pilates trainer and group fitness instructor. She also has training in various spiritual practices and will bring the perspective that we are more than physical beings, an important aspect when approaching health issues. Madeline experienced an exceptionally unhealthy childhood and adolescence and still struggles with her health. She's found tremendous success in making diet and lifestyle changes, and it's still not easy for her. We're so happy to have Madeline join the show to share her wisdom and her experiences. Now, the most intriguing, odd, and maybe interesting part of all this is that we're actually a family. Lucy and Madeline are sisters, and they're my daughters. We all work together in the field of health, exercise, and nutrition on a daily basis. And we thank you as listeners for the opportunity to work together to share this fascinating, important, and timely information that you can use to improve you and your family's health. And for now, let's just go ahead and dive into our topic of sugar. We've learned briefly how excessive sugar and carbohydrate intake causes many different health problems. Remember, such as diabetes, heart disease, depression, skin problems, and more. But how does that happen? What's the connection here? Let's start with the physiology. And don't worry, we're going to make it simple for you. Let's learn three parts. Part number one, eat sugar and carbs. Part two, blood sugar rises. And then part three, insulin is secreted to drive sugar out of the blood and into the cells. So what's the problem? If you eat too much sugar and too many carbs, bread, pasta, cereal, fruit juice, skim milk, your insulin levels stay high. And so what's wrong with high insulin? Well, for one thing, when you run around with insulin that's high in your body, you are at risk for increased triglycerides. And that high insulin also dysregulates your other blood fats. And you've heard of those, the cholesterol and the LDL. Believe it or not, that, that comes from high insulin. High insulin also sends your body a message to store fat, and then you get fat. High insulin also creates inflammation in your body, and that inflammation can lead to inflamed arterial walls, which then can lead to heart disease. What's interesting is that high fasting insulin is the first sign of poor sugar handling, leading to diabetes. And believe it or not, the last sign of diabetes is high fasting blood sugar. So we recommend that you actually go and get a fasting insulin level done. Ask your doctor for it. When you get that level done, look look and see what is your range. What you're looking for is a range from 2 to 5. If you go 2 to 5, what? Well, the units for this are micro-international units per ml. Now, those units aren't so important. You're just going to look on your lab sheet, and you're going to look for a number from 2 to 5. 
Now, just to give you a heads up, your lab normals might say that it's normal to be 12 or maybe normal to be 20 or 18. There's been a lot of more recent research done to show that those insulin levels are actually too high. Those were taken from more of a normal population of Americans, and we know the state of health of people in this country. So from looking at the most recent research, it's really suggested that your insulin level be a little lower than that in the range of 2 to 5. If you get your insulin level back and you find that it's 12 or 18 or 20, that gives you great information to tell you that you're actually headed towards diabetes. And it gives you a chance to make a change now. At this stage, it's fairly easy to reverse and get your insulin level down. And if you're overweight, you'll find it easier to lose weight once your insulin level comes down. So write that down. Get a fasting insulin level to be healthy. You want that level to be between 2 and 5. Now, if you find your insulin level is high, how do you go about reducing it? Well, you remove sugar from your diet and you greatly reduce your consumption of carbs, including the bread, pasta, cereal, muffins, cakes, cookies, donuts, even excessive fruit. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I can already hear people panicking, <laughs> even on the internet. So don't worry. We're used to it and we can definitely help you out. I was the same way. Why is it so difficult to take sugar and excess carbs out of your diet? It doesn't seem hard at all to cut back on broccoli or kale or spinach. I mean, has anyone heard of anyone that's addicted to these vegetables? Oh, I haven't. (laughs) Bread is one big one for people. Bread and any wheat-containing foods like crackers, pasta, that includes sandwiches. It's actually not about these foods tasting any better than the other foods. It's what they do to your brain chemistry. The bottom line is those foods make you feel better. If you notice when you eat them, you maybe feel calm, or maybe they make you feel a bit more energized. Maybe you feel less depressed or even happy or even to the point of being giddy. They even help you focus. And that all sounds so great, but... Unfortunately, those benefits are short-lived before you need another boost of sugar to create the same effect, and it's not real or lasting. Here's how it works. You eat the food, or maybe you're drinking a sugar drink. That sugar that goes into your system makes your brain secrete the pleasure neurotransmitter dopamine. Dopamine is actually what's making you feel so great. And there are other neurotransmitters involved, but we're going to keep it simple for today. And it's interesting that it's an almost instantaneous effect. It's your brain chemistry driving your need to eat sugar. And you need to understand that people have a drive to feel good. I mean, who doesn't want to feel good? And feeling good means feeling content, feeling happy. And when people feel depressed, unhappy, restless, maybe you know not content, cannot focus, can't be productive... You reach for whatever you can to help you to feel better. And this is a normal and a natural response. It's your need to feel better that drives your obsession with these high-carb and high-sugar foods. This is so great to understand because it makes it easy to get rid of any possible guilt or shame that people have about how hard it is to let go of sugar. And for that matter... 
It's not only sugar, but any addictive substance, and those could be caffeine, nicotine, painkillers, street drugs, alcohol. And speaking of this set of addictive substances, did you know research has been done that's shown that sugar is actually more addictive than cocaine? And holding the emotions of guilt and shame make it so difficult to move forward. When you feel those emotions, you don't even want to talk about the subject. You spend energy hiding your behavior, maybe even lying to others, maybe lying to yourself, and then creating more guilt and shame, and the problem gets worse. And what's so wonderful is that it's actually easier to let go of the guilt and shame when you realize that your addiction to these substances is not your fault, meaning you're not a weak person who has control, that you're not strong like everyone else, that you have no self-discipline. None of that is true. And what's true is that your brain chemistry is deficient in the nutrients that it needs to make you feel good. Now that you know that, we can start right in to get those nutrients and chemicals for our brains. And we can turn our attention in a completely different direction to start feeding our bodies what they need to be healthy rather than focusing on quick fixes that don't last and destroy your health. Some people can actually clean up their diet, remove sugar, and feel great. If that's you, start right in with the tools we'll give you. If you're not one of those people and you crash and burn when when you eat sugar or you eat bread and excess carbs removed from your diet, you are likely low in brain amino acids and neurotransmitters. You'll most likely need to use targeted amino acid therapy to replenish your brain and amino acids. This is individualized therapy that we use with our clients. You definitely want to get help with this or educate yourself. It must be individualized therapy. We recommend a book called The Mood Cure or another one called The Diet Cure, written by Julia Ross. She's an expert in amino acid therapy for sugar addiction and mood problems, such as anxiety and depression. Reading her book can help you start yourself with amino acid therapy. She also holds education trainings and seminars where you can learn. Now, you know, can we just back up a minute? I mean, you're talking about amino acids. I'm just... Uh, thinking that maybe we should have a little bit of a discussion about what that is. Yeah, let's what, back up. Yeah, let's do that. Speaking of the amino acids and what they are, here, here's, here's how we can explain it. When you eat protein, such as meat or fish, or you're having a protein shake, some sort of food that has the proteins, your body is going to break that down into individual amino acids. So it's kind of like the little building blocks that make up the protein. And specific amino acids that feed your brain would be these ones, maybe you've heard of some of these, L-tryptophan, L-tyrosine, L-phenylalanine, D-phenylalanine, 5-HTP, L-glutamine. Now, it's not important that you write all of these down or learn what they are. I'm just going to just say some of those because maybe you say, oh, okay, I understand what amino acids are. Those would be some of them that actually help your brain to feel satisfied and help you feel happy without any sort of anxiety or depression. And in this discussion, we're not talking about the amino acids used by bodybuilders. That's going to be a different method of using amino acids with maybe different amino acids taken a different way. These are specifically 
for your brain chemistry. And we're wanting these amino acids to cross the blood-brain barrier and fill your brain receptors. When that happens, you start to see the anxiety disappear, depression can lift, and you finally feel good for real. And it's not just a simple temporary fix. It's also critical to eat a diet that contains protein in each of your meals, a consistent supply of protein that breaks down into amino acids is what will sustain the brain chemistry in a positive way. And if you're taking acid blockers, you might most likely have some trouble digesting proteins and you'll have a bit of trouble getting enough amino acids from your foods. We would suggest for everyone to thoroughly chew your food. Chew enough so that the food is liquid in your mouth before swallowing. Another suggestion is to limit the amount of liquid you drink with your meal. Try this. Drink one to two glasses of water 30 minutes or so before your meal when you're hungry. Eat your meal with either no liquid or limit it to a few sips or about a half a cup. Now it's time to take a break. Remember, we're taking callers. Call 1-866-472-5791. And when we return, we're going to continue our discussion on amino acids and how you can improve your diet and improve your health. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Take charge of your fitness and take charge of your healthy life. Listen for Be Fit for Life with your host, Chad Austin. Think back over the past week, the past month, the past years. Are you like a lot of other people? Too busy with the kids, work, travel, social calendars, business calendars, the day, the night, this and that. Make the decision to be healthier. Just do it. Chad Austin has made a living from motivating people to stop excuses and make fitness a priority in their lives. Tune in every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Cancer is not something to be taken lightly, but instead of being talked at by doctors, medical providers, and others, wouldn't it be nice to hear from a host who has worked at the cancer coalface for 38 years as a caregiver, supporter for 14,000 patients, and who has had the experience of having a life-threatening condition herself? You will hear the stories of survivors and other people who work in breakthrough cancer medicine. Navigating the Cancer Maze with host Grace Goller will help you with the facts, planning, and grief experienced with different forms and stages of cancer. Listen every Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness.
You're listening to Body Balance Talk. To reach Lucy Hewitt or her expert guests, please call into the program today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at mybodybalancenutrition.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Body Balance Talk. I'm Lucy here with Madeline and Jeannie. And it looks like we have Robin on the line to ask a question. Robin, what can we do for you? Hi, thank you for taking my call. Um, my question is about a supplement called 5-HTP. I've heard that that product helps with food cravings, and I just wonder if you could talk a little bit about what it is and if that's actually true. Oh, Robin, great question, and it's right on topic for us today. This is Jeannie, and 5-HTP is an amino acid, and it actually comes from L-tryptophan. So how you can see that is if you would eat even some food, I'm going to just back up a little bit. Like say you eat some turkey, which is high in L-tryptophan. L-tryptophan actually turns into 5-HTP, and then 5-HTP turns into serotonin, and then serotonin turns into melatonin. And then we know that serotonin is kind of a mood elevator and the melatonin helps you sleep at night. So it just gives you a little bit of a um, continuum about where 5-HTP hits in there. And 5-HTP stands for 5-hydroxytryptophan. It's coming right directly from L-tryptophan. And it is true that that does help. You, you mentioned food cravings. Is that right? Right. Sugar or chocolate or whatever, yeah. Yes, and food cravings can actually come from a variety of sources, and uh, the amino acids can help if the problem is a lack of amino acids in your brain. Now, that's that's a big problem for a lot of people. So what you might want to do is you try the 5-HTP, and I'm going to give you some directions on if you're going to take that, you take it on an empty stomach. And the reason for that is if you take it with some other food that has proteins or other amino acids, it competes with that and doesn't travel through the blood-brain barrier to get right into the brain receptors. So a good way to take it is right when you get up in the morning, then you would take that 5-HTP. Now, it depends on on what your dosing is. You would usually start with one and see what you feel like. Um, if that's not going to work for you, you can move it up and move it up until you're feeling like, okay, this is, this is actually working for me. Um, and then you can take that again later in the day if you have an empty stomach, like say between lunch and dinner, that would be another good time. Bedtime can work for some people. Other people, it can give you some vivid dreams and kind of disrupt your sleep. Now that only happens to a small percentage of people, but it can happen. Uh, what you want to be careful for is if you're on any sort of antidepressant, you don't want to be taking 5-HTP along with that. So if you're taking antidepressants, especially in the SSRI class like Prozac um, or Paxil, any of those, you would want to get some expert help, one-on-one help with how to do that. But the, you certainly don't want to be taking 5-HTP at the same time that you're taking an antidepressant. So in the problem with that is you can increase your serotonin way too high and then have, get into lots of trouble with it. So that taking the 5-HTP can help with depression and moods, but it can also help with food cravings. So, so I understood you, Jeannie, to say that um, you would only take it if your amino acids were low. How would you know if they're low? 
You know, you, you don't. There's not going to be a really good, accurate way to, to sit and measure that. But um, for most people, you could probably figure if you're having any trouble with anxiety, with depression, with any sort of mood problems and with food cravings, you could probably assume that you're having a little bit of trouble with low amino acids because it's caused by so many reasons and so many people have that issue. And it's not going to hurt at all if you try it. There's not going to be, if you don't need it, all of a sudden you're going to blow up or have big side effects. It's going to be like it doesn't do anything for you. And you say, I don't, I don't get anything from that. That's going to be a sign that you say, you know what? I probably have enough of that amino acid and that's either not the one I need or maybe I don't need any. Does that help? Yep. That helps a lot. Um, a lot. Thank you very much. Thanks, Robin. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Well, let's review what we talked about before the break. We were talking about getting in a consistent supply of protein, which will sustain our brain chemistry in a positive way. And some some suggestions for you. One, thoroughly chew your food, enough so that the food is liquid in your mouth before you swallow. Yeah, I'm just going to jump in here a second because we just had the, the, the caller on the phone, Robin, talking about this issue. The, the issue with chewing your food is that if you're not actually digesting the protein, you're not getting amino acids into your system in a real good and effective and positive way. So we cannot emphasize enough how important it is for people to sit and chew your food. It might sound remedial or, you know, like you're in kindergarten or first grade, but this is actually a very, very critical step to improving your nutrition and improving your health. Definitely. Yes, and another suggestion along those same lines to help enhance your digestion and absorption of these amino acids is to decrease the amount of liquids you're drinking with your meals. Try this at home. Drink a glass or two of water 30 minutes before your meal and then eat your meal with no or very few sips of liquids. Yeah, and why would that be? The problem with drinking so much liquid with your meal is that it dilutes the digestive juices. And you've got all of these digestive enzymes and you have hydrochloric acid and pepsin. They're all working to digest your food. But if you're drinking lots and lots of liquid with it, it dilutes it and you don't digest as well. It reduces the effective breakdown of really all of your foods. And another big point here to realize is that we're not just talking about the white sugar that's added to your coffee or cakes or cookies. Did you know that a huge proportion of sugar intake is from processed foods, such as frozen dinners, sauces, restaurant food, coffee drinks, soda, and even salad dressing? Food chemists construct foods to contain sugar, but also derivatives of MSG and bad quality salt for the specific reason to make the food addictive. And it's wise to completely stay away from these foods. Read the label, or better yet, buy most of your food not in a package. Staying completely away from these processed foods will actually make it easier in the long run, and your taste buds change. 
fresh, good, clean food starts to taste really, really good. Let's talk about one of our favorite tools for reducing or eliminating sugar. Madeline came up with this recipe to help satisfy that need and want for something sweet and chocolatey. It satisfies that need for afternoon snacks, and there are many variations of the recipe to keep some variety happening. What is this? And it's the Thin Mint Recipe. You'll find a video on how to make the Thin Mints and the written recipe on our blog at mybodybalancenutrition.com. And to start, you might be wondering what exactly are the Thin Mints? Like are these Girl Scout cookies or protein bars or what are they? Well, the Thin Mints are similar to a piece of chocolate or even like almond bark. They have a dark chocolate flavor and are kept in the freezer, and they're kind of like frozen chocolates. So the first time you make Thin Mints, it might take you about 15 or 20 minutes, but then once you're familiar, it really only takes about 5 or 10 minutes. It's really quick. The Thin Mints have protein in them, not a whole lot, but some, and they're a rich source of butter and coconut oil. These fats are so good for your cell membranes and help your brain, nerves, blood sugar, and hormones. Now, I know you've been filled with advice to eat low fat. You most likely believe that eating fat causes heart disease. But that's not true. Remember, we learned that the inflammation caused by high insulin plays a major role in heart disease. Now, of course, eliminate all unhealthy fats such as Crisco, margarine, hydrogenated fats, and damaged oils. Those are inflammatory, like high insulin is. Those are the fats found in processed foods. But here, we're talking about highly stable anti-inflammatory fats that are highly beneficial to your health. For butter, use pasture butter. This means the cows were out in the pasture, eating grass, spending time outdoors, not eating corn. Butter from corn-fed cows is is inflammatory. That's the kind you want to avoid. Pasture butter is for good health. For coconut oil, use organic virgin coconut oil. A good online source is Tropical Traditions. They offer very high-quality coconut oil. And how do you even use the Thin Mints? It will be different for different people. So here are some ideas. You could take them to work to avoid all the candy jars on the desks and the donuts and the treats. And here comes the Halloween candy that everybody's going to be putting out. So you can eat a Thin Mint after your meal to satisfy that urge for something sweet and chocolatey. And I just want to point out, sometimes we have clients that bring these Thin Mints to work and all their coworkers eat them. <laughs> like the other people actually <laughs> mm-hmm. think that they're desserts. That happened so, to me the other day. Yeah, so they actually, um, they do taste really, really good. Mm-hmm. So, so you want to carry the recipe and give it to your coworkers so they can make their own. Yeah, <laughs> and then you could also eat a few Thin Mints when you feel like you're having the urge to give in to cravings. So whenever that is for you, mid-afternoon, right when you wake up in the morning, bedtime, it really could be for any kind of cravings and not just sweet cravings. Also, Eat some of the Thin Mints before you're going out to your cocktail parties or you're even going out to dinner. Have a couple of Thin Mints and that will help you to stay on track with your foods. You'll start the party feeling satisfied and then you'll make a lot better of choices. 
Give the Thin Mints to your kids. If they eat cereal, toast, pancakes, juice, low-fat yogurt for breakfast, they're getting too much sugar and no good fats. They have a high need for fats as their brains are growing rapidly, and you should see an improvement in their behavior and their ability to focus and concentrate in school. It's amazing. You can see this difference almost immediately with children. Exactly. Now, I'm a person who has a pretty good sweet tooth. I love sweets. I love having fun foods. And I just have to say these Thin Mints have completely saved me because when I'm eating them, I feel like I'm having sweets, but my body reacts in a really incredible way. I can always tell exactly when I feel satisfied with the Thin Mints, and I don't feel like I have to cut myself off and tell myself no more because they're actually filled with nutrient-dense ingredients that are good for your body. So let's go into what this recipe actually is. I'm just going to start by reading off the ingredients, so be sure you've got your piece of paper and your pen out and ready to go. So there are two layers of the Thin Mints. For the bottom layer, you'll be using one cup of chocolate warrior protein powder. You might be wondering, what the heck is that? I'll be talking about that at the end of the recipe, so just hold on if you're not sure what that means. So starting over again, one cup of chocolate warrior protein powder, half a cup of unsweetened baking cocoa, half a cup of almond flour, two teaspoons of vanilla extract, and one and a half teaspoons of mint extract. One teaspoon of liquid New Stevia, that brand is spelled N-U-S-T-E-V-I-A, and three quarters of a cup of pasture butter. Two tablespoons of coconut oil, and one cup of raw chopped pecans. So you start just by melting the butter on low. Make sure that you don't get it bubbling and boiling and smoking. Melt it on the lowest temperature possible. Then mix all the ingredients, except for the nuts, in a bowl. And after it's mixed up, you can fold or mix in the pecans. Then pour the dough onto a tray and flatten it with your hands or with a spatula just until it's about a quarter inch thick. And you can set that aside and move to the top layer. The top layer has one-third cup of coconut oil, one teaspoon of vanilla extract, half a teaspoon of liquid new stevia, and six tablespoons of unsweetened baking cocoa. So you want to melt the coconut oil in a saucepan. Add the cocoa powder first, then add the vanilla and the stevia and mix it up until it's combined. Pour that mixture over the bottom layer that you've already spread out on the baking sheet or on the pan. Then if you like, you could sprinkle cacao nibs or coconut flakes or chopped nuts on top or just leave it as it is. Before you put it in the freezer, cut it into squares, and you'll notice when you cut it, it will kind of melt back together, and you'll wonder why you even just did that. So just trust me, cut it first, then put it in the freezer for about 20 to 30 minutes until it's hardened. Then when you take it back out, you can recut it or just break pieces off, and it's kind of like you already have little tabs cut for you. Store these thin mints in the freezer. So if you leave them out on your counter, they'll they'll melt for sure and it's not that satisfying when they're melty. Make sure you keep them in the freezer. Now, let's just talk a little bit about what this Warrior Blend is. Warrior Blend is a protein powder composed of pea, hemp, and cranberry protein and stevia. 
These proteins have less allergenic potential than whey and soy protein. So you can use whatever protein you like, but just be sure that it's high quality and it does not have sugar or artificial sweeteners in it. You could also use raw cacao powder instead of baking cocoa. Speaking of baking cocoa, usually it's right next to the hot chocolate mix on the shelf. Just make sure that you're not buying the hot chocolate mix. Buy the cocoa powder and double check the ingredients that there really are no added sugars in there at all. It's just cocoa. Then for that nut flour, if you don't like almonds or you're allergic to them, try hazelnut flour. Or if you're completely allergic to all nuts, you could use maca flour. And that's actually my favorite. Maca is spelled M-A-C-A. And I'll just let you know, the first time you try the maca flour, it may not be your favorite, but I think it grows on you. I really like it. Now, I know some of you out there, you love baking, you love Christmas time because you get to use all the flavors, so here's your chance to play with different extracts and flavors. So you could just get that mint extract right out of there and instead put orange extract or maybe a little bit of peanut oil or almond extract, a lot of different flavors. Okay, so you can see there's kind of a lot of different directions you can go with this. You could even skip those chopped pecans altogether and just have it nice and thin and um, creamy smooth, sort of like a bar of chocolate. So if you're going, oh my gosh, this is too much information, just follow the recipe exactly. Just follow that, you'll get it right. If you like to play around with the flavors, go for it. And then you can even let us know, like comment on the blog or write on our Facebook page and let us know what you think. It's time for a break. So remember, we're taking callers. Call us at 1-866-472-5791. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. How is your health? Do you want to know more about it? Every day there are new technologies, procedures, and healing techniques coming forward. To understand them, tune in to Speaking of Health with Dr. Michael Cudlis. Our guests come from different backgrounds in the fields of health and healing. We'll discuss new realities and modalities, from chiropractic to metagenics. It's all designed to improve your quality of life. Speaking of Health is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Ready for in-your-face, smash-mouth talk? Want to talk about the topics that nobody else is willing to talk about? Either because they're too scared to touch them or just don't think it's the way to go? You're not going to be shy here. Tune into Anything Goes featuring Ike Mega Griffin. He's got the facts to back up the talk and invites you to join him every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, just before the weekend on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Mega tells it like it is. Make the most of your beautiful life. Listen to Ageless Living with Dr. Tong Lee and co-host Kurt Wilhelm to gain tips on how to live healthier and happier, alleviate suffering, prevent disease, become more beautiful in body, mind, and fashion, and find peace, balance, and success in your life. Are you aware that every 3,500 calories that you eat above what you burn will put a pound of fat on your body? And running one mile only burns 200 calories? So portion size does matter. And migraines do have a cure. What is it? 
You'll have to tune in Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Body Balance Talk. To reach Lucy Hewitt or her expert guests, please call into the program today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at mybodybalancenutrition.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Body Balance Talk. I'm Lucy here with Madeline and Jeannie. Before the break, we were talking about the Thin Mints. If you missed that or you need a review, check out our blog on mybodybalancenutrition.com. Now let's talk about meal and diet strategies that support you in getting into a clean diet with much less sugar. The key, take note, here's your answer, everyone. The key is to add an abundance of good quality, good-tasting food to your daily meal plan until the processed foods get crowded out. Add in good fats, protein throughout the day, and lots of vegetables. Foods should be enjoyable and satisfying. Breakfast ideas. To start with your retransformation, start with your breakfast. That should contain a combination of protein, fat, and carbs from non-starchy vegetables. Try a protein shake. Choose a high-quality protein powder that does not contain sugar or artificial sweeteners. And I mean high-quality in that it doesn't contain heavy metals and other contaminants. Those cheap, low-quality products that are filled with sugar are no good for your health. We use Metagenics products for protein because they're formulated and tested to have no mercury or other heavy metals or toxins. And they also have been tested to show that they actually contain what the label says. You know, it looks like we have a caller. Loretta is on the phone. Loretta, what can we do for you? Well, I've been listening to your program, and I am a type 2 diabetic, and this just seems so much... From like what, what seems so much? Well, well, because, you know, I do go to a, to a nutritionist um, at my doctor's office, and this seems really kind of, um, they're not really advocating this. I mean, I'm having bread, and I'm having sugar, and I'm taking insulin to cover it, but I know I don't feel good, and I know that I'm gaining weight. Oh, okay, so, so just, do you... So do you mean that when you're you're at the diabetic the the um the diabetic clinic are they telling you to have the bread or the sugar? Sure, bread, sugar, um, you know, moderations, you know, peppermint bomb bomb ice cream seemed to be the choice this week for me and I did take insulin to cover it. But I don't feel very good. I feel kind of tired and you know, I do. I had some reflux too, which I'm thinking as I'm listening to your program um seems like it's not working for me. Okay. Well, it seems a, a tiny bit hard to believe. Are you sure your doctor's actually telling you to eat ice cream and sugar? Well, I, in moderation. I mean, I could have, you know, a little. 
Okay. Well, yeah, something that we would suggest, and there's so much research to back this up, that, that if you are diabetic, it's not going to be helpful to be eating uh, sugar and ice cream and bread and, and the foods that you listed. Have you, have you tried taking those out of your diet? I have tried, and it does seem really hard um, okay. to do that because I do, I do want the peppermint bomb bomb ice cream. Yeah, absolutely. So how about this idea of the thin mints? Do you think that you can make those and, and start eating those? I think I could, but I don't know. I think I would need some help with this. This seems like a big change. Oh, yeah, you know, some of the help... Some of the help that you might, that might be useful for you is we have a video. If you go to our blog, there's a video on there that shows step by step how to make these. And there is no baking involved. It's very, very simple. You just throw the ingredients together and throw it in your freezer. It's very simple. And that's what I would suggest for you is to just start making the thin mints. And what we've seen with clients is that these sugar cravings just start to fall away. Is that something you think you, you would maybe be able to do? Well, I know I do try not to eat sugar, but sometimes it, it does get overwhelming for like a piece of cake because everybody else is eating a piece of cake. I, it seems mm-hmm. like maybe I should have a piece too. Yeah, so if uh, would, would you be able to make the thin mints? I think I could try that. Mm, well, that's what I would really suggest you do. And just, oh. just go from there and start there and check, check, um, in again with us maybe next week. Well, thank you very much. Yes, thank you, Loretta. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. So Loretta there mentioned ice cream is one of those foods that's challenging for her to avoid. And we were just talking about breakfast shakes, protein shakes. The protein shakes can actually be a great thing for you to help you get off of the ice cream, to help you avoid ice cream as well. So the Shakes don't only have to be eaten in the morning, but they can be eaten any time of day, even evening, when that's, for most people, the time when you want more of the comfort foods, the ice cream and the desserts. So one of our favorite types of protein powder is the Warrior Brand. Warrior Blend brand of protein powder. And like Madeline said, that's the pea, hemp, and cranberry protein. To your breakfast shake or any type of shake that you're making, add coconut milk, raw organic nuts, and lots of veggies. Such um, as- Lucy, I just want to ask a question here. Why, yes. what, what's the deal with the pea, hemp, and cranberry? Oh, sure. Those don't cause allergic reactions to most people. So people might be reacting to the whey protein or soy protein that's in many of the other shakes available on the market. And we found that this specific type with the pea, hemp, and cranberry isn't causing people these food reactions. Oh, great. Yes. But really, any type of good quality protein powder that doesn't have the heavy metals or toxins and doesn't have any sugar or artificial sweeteners can be a useful one for you. Well, how do you make this shake? Well, add some type of fat. So when you're thinking about breakfast or really any meal, and when you're thinking about these shakes, add the protein, some good fats, and some vegetables. Add some fat like coconut milk or raw organic nuts. And then some good veggies could be raw kale or even cauliflower, steamed cauliflower or steamed broccoli. 
So who would believe it that we would put that in a shake? But that makes it a really great texture, nice smooth texture, hides pretty well so that you don't taste the cauliflower. And then you're able to pack a lot of vegetables into your shake without really even noticing it. Sometimes I fill up my entire Vitamix full to the top with spinach, and it looks absolutely ridiculous. But once I actually blend it up, all of that spinach is condensed in there really small, and it actually makes the, t- the consistency of my shake creamier, not like a slushy. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing that with spinach, you don't really taste it. Some of the other greens, if you're not used to those kinds of tastes, they, um, they, they make a flavor in the shake. But spinach is a real easy one to get into your shake. And then to add more flavor on top of that, add some stevia for sweetener. If you want a chocolate shake, add the cocoa powder. And again, this is always the raw baking cocoa powder, the unsweetened baking cocoa powder. Add some extracts like vanilla or almond extract. You could make a mint smoothie if you wanted. Water, ice, and then blend it all up. This protein shake gives you a very absorbable type of protein, and it's a perfect way to hide in those veggies. So back to the absorbableness of this protein. When you're blending the protein and all of the other foods in the blender, it It's a liquid form that you're drinking in. So it's already partly digested. That's really good for people who have troubles digesting protein. Yeah, and you can't really taste them. And they add a lot of phytonutrients into your meal. Oh, those vegetables. Yeah, those vegetables. You can't really taste the vegetables. Definitely, yes. The breakfast time is really crucial to get some vegetables in. If you get those vegetables in early in the morning, it's easier to satisfy your quota of vegetables. We want to get lots of different types of vegetables throughout the day and lots of different varieties of vegetables. But we don't recommend filling your shake with fruit, especially bananas. Those are higher in sugar. But if you do want any more fruit flavor, we would suggest adding a product called Dynamic Greens, made by Nutridyne. Get the strawberry kiwi flavor if you want a great fruity flavor. Dynamic Greens are made of veggies and power fruits, sweetened with stevia, and they taste great. You know, really, it's meant to be used as a drink mixed with water, but we find it useful to add to the shakes for the flavor and for the added nutrition. Now, if you're really set on fruit, use a small portion of frozen berries, like blueberries, raspberries, or strawberries, along with some of those other vegetables. Now, remember, fruit adds to your sugar load, and we're working on reducing sugar so that you can reduce your insulin levels and get healthy. A shake works well for people rushing in the morning, people who don't have time for cooking, So you can eat a shake on your way to work, in your car, take time and enjoy it. So at the beginning of the show, we talked about chewing, but we're not going to chew a shake, right? It's already liquefied. But take your time, allow yourself to taste it, and you might even need to finish it once you arrive at work, because it can be a pretty big serving there. And then the nuts and the oils in the shake help you feel satisfied and feed your brain and cell membranes. The fat support your mood and your hormones along with that protein. 
Now, plan to use enough protein powder to give you 20 to 30 grams of protein for breakfast. It's the protein in your food breaking down into amino acids that helps support your brain chemistry and helps you reduce those cravings. Now, another breakfast idea is eggs cooked in butter with veggies. You could have scrambled eggs or make it into an omelet. Some vegetable ideas would be kale, spinach, broccoli, onions, And add a small amount of sweet potato. A serving of protein would be three eggs, whole eggs, cooked any way you like. And three eggs has about 20 grams of protein. Now, don't just eat your egg whites and throw away your egg yolks. Half of the protein in the egg is in the yolk, and the yolk contains amazing phytonutrients. Just look at that yellow color. Anytime you see the bright color in food, that's a sign of those phytonutrients and a very healthy fat. And remember, it's not the fat that gives you heart disease. Now, if you're a recipe person and you're wanting meal ideas, we recommend the Blood Sugar Solution Cookbook by Mark Hyman. It's loaded with good recipes. We also recommend the book Wheat Belly by William Davis. It expels this issue with wheat and why that wheat is so addictive. The Wheat Belly also has recipes to help you transition. Now, one more great resource. Look online for the Detoxinista.com. She offers really fun and healthy recipes. Madeline's used many recipes on there. Yeah, I I look at that um, blog all the time. I absolutely love it. Tell us about your experience, Madeline. Well, you know... A number of years ago, I started to have a lot of health trouble, and I was actually kind of severe health trauma and troubles. So I decided, well, maybe I have food sensitivities, and maybe I need to give up sugar and gluten. So believe it or not, it took me a year, yes, a year to go more than one day without sugar, and I felt really bad. I felt like I was quivering and shaking. Every time I tried to take sugar out of my diet, it was like suddenly I had all of these really awful withdrawal symptoms. But I was doing that all by myself. I knew nothing about amino acids. I didn't know anything about good fats or how to support my neurotransmitters. So any of you out there that are looking to give up foods or start to take sugar out of your diet, we know it can feel really overwhelming. But believe me, just start eating the thin mints, okay? No matter what you think, just start eating those and observe, notice what happens to your sugar intake. So that's going to be your homework this week. Eating the thin mints. Yes. We've had so much fun with you this hour, and we really hope that you join us again next week. We'll discover lots more, right, Lucy? Oh, yes. And be sure to visit the blog at mybodybalancenutrition.com to see the video on how to make those thin mints and get the written recipe. And leave us comments. Join us next week for a discussion on eating strategies for home and work. We'll give you lots and lots of ideas. I'm Lucy, along with Madeline and Jeannie, and that's our show. Thanks again for tuning in this week. 
Join Lucy Hewitt for another edition of Body Balance Talk next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, listen to yourself and make it a healthy life ahead. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.